Well, hello there. I'm so glad to be back and recording podcasts finally after all this time. Uh, podcasts are very time consuming and, and take a lot out of you. So that was a much needed break for me, but it's nice to be back and I can actually have people here in the studio and I don't have to worry about recording online. I do want to set up a video type thing. I think that'd be really cool and maybe show my, you know, um, show them on YouTube, <laughs> but I like to edit these down. So we'll see if that, if that plays out, but either way, hi, how you doing? This is Joni. You're listening to the Little Bit Podcast, where we talk about a little bit of everything, except politics. And today is actually election day here in California. <laughs> so that's about, that's all I'm going to say about that. There you go. Go vote. <laughs> so today on the podcast, I wanted to jump back in and talk about what it's like to be a handyman and working with interesting and finicky and nutty nutty clients let's just say that and i've got a couple really funny little stories so i hope you enjoy this is the little bit podcast all right so first funny story was i used to be a part of yahoo groups um called Free cycle. They had this group called Free Cycle where you could go and, you know, someone would post what they wanted to get rid of and you could pick it up and take it. It was awesome. I got couches and Instapots and Keurig cups and dishes and I got rid of a bunch of stuff too. It's kind of like keeping things out of landfills. Anyways, this woman that lived right down the street was getting rid of a bunch of stuff and I've gone over there multiple times and picked stuff up off of her porch. A, a toilet uh, gloves, just random things that I was like, oh, I'll take that. <laughs> no, I'm not a hoarder. I just like free things. And I also get rid of a lot of stuff. So it's like a two-way street. It's fun. And anyway, so she and I would kind of be friendly through email, but I never really met her in person. And years had gone by and she wanted she had posted something about being like a vegan um cookbook something or other and asked me if I wanted something to do with that like do I want some book or I can't remember what it was and I, I thought sure oh, I don't care I'll take a free recipe book or whatever and she's also telling me this huge long story about her life and I mean I'm talking long guys like like single spaced long message very very thick She's really a lonely person, you could tell. And she says, well, yeah, come pick it up. You know, I'll, I'll give it to you and everything. I said, okay. By the way, I need to let you know something. I've taken a vow of silence. I was like, word? A vow of silence? Okay. I'm thinking, that's fine. Great. I will see you later. Oh, my gosh, you guys. What unfolded? was the craziest 90 minutes of my life. So I get over there and she's so very strict in her ways with like her religion or whatever, or her like her way of being in her house. Very feng shui, very like take off your shoes before you come in, which I told him I'm down with that. And uh, all these different like signs on the wall that say like, you know, very um meaningful things. Not like 
farmhouse signs, but signs that were like really, you know, poignant things like Buddha, stuff like that. And um, <laughs> she's trying to tell me to take my shoes off before I come in the house, but she's not speaking. So she's going, <laughs> like pointing at my feet. And I'm going, what, what? Oh, you like my boots? <laughs> and um, she's like, oh, no, you have to take off. But she's not, she doesn't make sound come out. She'll just, she doesn't even whisper. It's just like, sounds like that, pointing at my feet. Take the shoes off. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. So now we've, now we're, now we're going on the tour of the house. And I'm trying my best to understand her broken sign language, whatever you want to call that. Trying to read her lips, also also trying to be in the conversation and replying back to her. Man, this was a very interesting, interesting conversation. Uh, and then, you know, I then it was over and I left and and so on and so forth. Now... This is, years have gone by, years. And I get a random email from her again. And she's like, hey, do you remember me? Um, You came to my house one time. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, hi, how are you? Well, I'm okay, but uh, I have to move out of my house. My husband's kicking me out. I'm going to move into this big van with my two dogs. And I was like, dang, that's not good. That sucks. But um, will you help me some with something and come over and give me a quote? And I said, sure. I'm thinking, oh, I'll walk, <laughs> walk in. Surely she's still not doing this silence thing, is she? Yes, she was. She's still not talking. And I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I, I'm very intrigued, but I don't want to ask. I don't want to seem weird. I don't want her to feel uncomfortable, but I'm, I'm so intrigued, like how she can still not talk for a long time. Or is she only not talking around me? Well, <laughs> she has two dogs with her. And I have friends who are deaf that don't speak and um, they have dogs and I'm sure, you know, she communicates with them just fine. But we went outside out front and she was saying goodbye to me and the one dog just took off down the road. And would you know, she didn't say nothing, nothing. And the dog's just running down. And I was like, would you like me to get the dog? <laughs> Should I go get that dog? And she was like, oh, no, you know, you know no, 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 don't worry. He'll come back. He'll like, you know, he'll come back. And I was like, wow, this is wild. But anyways, that was a crazy client that I had. And I really wish her well. I hope she's doing fun. I hope she's doing okay. Another crazy client that I had was actually a celebrity client. And you might know him. His name's Charlie Sheen. Do you know who Charlie Sheen is? <laughs> From Two and a Half Men. He is a wild one, you guys. Let me tell you. Charlie Sheen, <clears throat> back, this is back years ago. This is over eight years ago when I was working with him. I met him. We were shooting a TV show at his house. And I met his um, house manager and the construction guy who was working on stuff there at his house. And I said, hey, if you need anybody, I would love to come up here and work. This is my rate. And he was like, we'll pay it. Come on up. I was like, dang, okay. So I drove the hour and a half every day. To go work for Charlie Sheen. And I didn't really see him that often. I mean, he was, he's kind of a night owl. So he sleeps during the day and then he gets up when he has to go to work and go to the studio and film his show and all that. But what was really cool about working for Charlie was that he was so generous. So he, he 
gave me so much stuff. He gave me like appliances and alcohol and cases of wine and just t-shirts and random things. And I mean, he's just such a cool dude when I did see him. Um, and he just has such an interesting life. So, I mean, I can only imagine what it's like to be that wealthy. You know, you have an amazing house. Everything is done for you. You have private chefs on call 24 hours. <clears throat> but he doesn't have anybody living with him. There's no, I mean, there's a cleaning lady that pops in and out. But the only person that really did anything for him was his chef. And I'm sure he called out to the kitchen, which, by the way, was outside in this big sunken in the ground, huge chef's kitchen. He did not allow cooking in the house, even though he had a beautiful kitchen. He every, All the cooking was done outside. And so I'm sure he would just call out there and order something and, and have it brought to his room. But he didn't really hang out like in the living room or the kitchen or anything. The only time I really saw him was <laughs> I was doing construction in one of the the living rooms next to the upstairs master. And I was working on this coffee table, kind of refinishing it and putting it in place. And I kind of reached underneath. I don't know how I hadn't noticed this before, but there's like a gun holster there. It's empty. There's no gun in it, but there was like a strap like under this coffee table that you could literally put a gun in and just be like, <laughs> pull it out. You know, you never know. Bam, what's up? With this gun, but. That was cool. And then <clears throat> one time he had this guy come over and like was selling him watches. I'm like, dang, what is it? it must be so crazy to be this rich, you know? This guy comes over with a huge, like, you know, big giant, almost like a binder that folds in on itself, a very like case looking folder with just beautiful, expensive, I'm assuming kind of Rolexy type watches, you know. And he just like, you know, would make a deal and and I think they they settled up later. I didn't see any money ever pop out, but I'm like, dang, that's so cool. And then one time he I had to wait a long time for traffic to die down before I left to go home and he's like, "You hungry?" I'm like, "Oh, hey Charlie. Yeah, sure. What do you got? You go, anything you want. Whatever you want, you can have." And that she'll make it for you out there. And I was like, really? Uh, okay, well, a salad will be great. Let's, let's just do a salad. And he goes, how about a Caesar salad? I'm like, perfect. And so he calls out there and he orders me a Caesar salad with chicken. And he's like, well, what do you want to drink? And I'm thinking, what? I said, I don't care. So in the kitchen, in the living in the downstairs kitchen, rather, the refrigerator wasn't like the food. It was one of those big, clear, doored ones. It was all drinks, like all, any kind of drinks you could want. Grapefruit juice, orange juice, cranberry juice, water, soda water, Pepsi soda, or Pepsi, you know, ginger ale, lemonade, iced tea. I mean, Gatorade, anything you want. And teeny tiny sizes were all in there. And I was like, oh, um, I'll take a lemonade. And he walked over there. Charlie Sheen walked over, got me a lemonade, and brought it over to me. And then just sat there and talked to me for a while. I was like, you know what? This guy's cool, man. I mean, I haven't seen him in a long, long time, but one of the coolest clients. Just such a nice guy. 
I've got some other interesting stories about Charlie, but I don't feel comfortable telling them because I signed an NDA and I don't want to get sued. But <laughs> maybe if I see you in person sometime, I'll tell you some stories. The last story I'm going to tell is one that I think a lot of you can relate to. If you've ever done work for somebody and you hand them an invoice, you expect for a day's work a lot of times to get paid immediately. I mean, that's how, that's, you know, that's how it goes when you're working a trade job. A lot of these jobs, they pay you cash when you're done. Very rarely do you turn in, I mean, unless you're there all week, maybe you turn in something at the end of the week and then they pay you on Monday or whatever, you work something out. <clears throat> but I did a job for someone just recently and I worked there for like three days. A lot of long hours and tedious work that I very much undersold myself for, underpaid myself as well. And uh, I haven't gotten paid yet. <laughs> they have my invoice and uh, I ain't got no money for it. So that's great. And here's my, here's my conundrum. Do, when do I bother them? Like now? Do I wait a couple more days? Do I wait like a week? I definitely am annoyed. But here's the other thing. This is showing me their true colors. I only agreed to one job first because I wanted to see how it would go. And that's my advice to you. If there's any advice to you in this podcast, if you're going to do a job for somebody and they're super gung-ho and they're ready to go and they want you to do all this work, do one job and wait, wait to see how they pay you, how quick they pay you, and if they really have the money to do all this stuff. Because I'm realizing that these people don't have the money to pay me. They don't have the money to do anything. And they're not they're not serious about getting this work done, which is kind of a bummer because it would be a really awesome, you know, couple, couple cool projects for me. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think I'm just going to give it a couple more days and then maybe bother them. But yep that's the way it goes man sometimes people don't pay you and it really sucks <laughs> well I had an awesome time coming back even just to tell you a couple quick stories I just needed to get those juices flowing again so that we could jump back into these podcasts and just let you know that I'm here um, I'm ready to put these out we have a lot of cool things lined up guests lined up and we're gonna talk about so much stuff definitely talk about top model talk about being a maker and we're gonna get into some pretty crazy stories from other people and dig into some deep territories here in the, in the coming weeks so definitely stay tuned um also gonna bring my husband back on the podcast we're gonna talk about some really cool fitness stuff and things that you can do little things that you can do to you know correct your posture to make you sleep better at night so it'll be great definitely stay tuned in the coming weeks thanks for listening this is the little bit podcast the little bit podcast is recorded in orange county california and is hosted and produced by me joni sprague have a question or comment head over to the blog www.thelittlebitpodcast.com leave me your comments and your questions there and support us on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash the little bit podcast.